Hello, lover. This is Arabella, the Love and Sex Podcast. If you're interested in sacred sex and divine love, I'll twist it up with some spiritual guidance. And this is the podcast for you. Today's episode will begin after our sponsored segment. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of This is Arabella. And we are here today with phenomenal guest, Lindsay Banks. Thank you for being here, Lindsay. Uh, Thank you for having me, Arabella. Um, If you don't know Lindsay, she is an intuitive and channeler, psychic medium, author, and a YouTuber. And she's also on Instagram, I know. And I'll make sure that I put all the links below because you're going to want to follow her after you learn more about her. Um, And Lindsay helps you align to your soul purpose Mm -hmm. and empower you on your spiritual journey. And so who doesn't need that when we're on our spiritual journey? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Actually, Lindsay booked me for a reading after finding me on medium.com. I finally figured out where we originally connected. She had read an article I wrote, and then she invited me to be on her, her wonderful uh, YouTube show. So I'll have that link below if you guys didn't catch that so that you can get caught up there. But um, I, I must say, um, recording with you, I think it was earlier this month. Was it February yeah. still? Yeah, so much has happened. Um, it just like I resonated with you so much and we had such a good time that I had to introduce you to my audience as well. So uh, Lindsay and I are both twin flames. So how did you learn about that you are a twin flame? How did that story go? I, I know we would love to hear yeah so so basically and i think this happens for many twin flames is that you have no idea of the concept until you meet this person who may be your twin flame and and like i said to you since i spoke with you a few weeks ago there's been massive revelations around the twin flame journey for myself which i will share but basically Mm -hmm. what happened is that i'd been at a festival in 2019 and i'd happened across this guy and there was just this um energy and there was a connection and I remember coming home and just being on this massive roller coaster of emotions and I probably spent the first week just in floods of tears like not just like a little bit but literally sobbing and I was like what is this what's happening Joe and I was asking upstairs as I call it and I was like what is this and I just got the words twin flames and I started reading up about them and researching them and everything that sort of had been written before sort of resonated and made sense. Um, And that's sort of how I stumbled across, if you like, the twin flame concept. Um, But yeah, I feel as if it's, it's like an, I don't know, it's not an extra, but I know for me, it's part of my journey that I've had to learn about the twin flame and then go on to learn about the catalyst twin flame in order to then meet my twin flame. Does that make sense? (laughs) Oh, it totally makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) 
this month yeah. has been interesting. I'll just confirm that for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and, you know, I feel as if there's a lot of stuff out there on the internet about twin flames, which is misinformation. And, you know, some people believe that they're a twin flame, but they're in abusive relationships, for example. And it's like, your twin flame does, they're not abusive towards, you know, they're never going to physically harm you. That's not what a twin flame is. Um, and I think sometimes as well, you know, when people talk about the divine feminine, the divine masculine, I just feel like there's some misconceptions out there and misinformation. And for some people, they feel it's like a goal that they need to meet their twin flame. But actually, if you're not, if you haven't decided before you came here that you're going to meet your twin flame, then you're not going to. Not everybody's twin flame incarnates at exactly the same time on this earth. So mm -hmm. I just feel there's some, some myths to bust as well around twin flames. So if there's someone watching this and just happens to, you know, see the title Twin Flames, but they don't really know what it is, do you have a definition you can share with the audience? Oh, that's a really good question. So I don't know if it's a definition. It's more a knowing that you're part of a pair. This, this, how do I explain this? It's like when you meet the person who is your actual twin flame they're sort of like it's like looking in a mirror so it's like a male version of me for example you know um or a female version of yourself and you you just energetically you work together and you just have this knowing that you're meant to be with this person in some way shape or form um and I've heard them described as like being like power couples you know and they're here for leadership to change the way that things have been done to create new ways of being um so that's sort of I don't know if you can define you couldn't say you know or in order to be a twin flame you, you must be x y and z yeah. because I don't feel that's the way that it works you know for those of us who are going to meet our twin flame in this lifetime we made that decision before we came here and we decided that we're going to come together and it's not comfortable and it's not easy so if anyone's watching this and they're like oh I'd love to be a twin flame seriously be careful what you wish for <laughs> <laughs> it is some of the hardest work <laughs> wow definitely, definitely. Yeah. and I think you know for myself I remember after meeting this chap in 2019 I remember saying to him you know I've learned so much from you about myself from not being in a relationship with you and it was like a second spiritual awakening where mm -hmm. there was all these hidden fears that I hadn't even like looked at or uncovered before so the fears of rejection fears of abandonment and you know what does a, a not great relationship look like because even though the universe upstairs had said to me the words twin flame what I've just come to realize in these last few weeks is he wasn't my true twin flame you know he was a catalyst twin flame and I'd read about false twin flames but my ego was going no no he cannot possibly be a false twin flame you you know this is the guy this is da -da -da. and when I heard about the catalyst twin flame I was like oh my like you know when the penny just drops and you're like this makes so much more sense so the way that I heard about it which resonated is that if you think that 
there's a hundred and because this number 144,000 keeps doing the rounds as well. I don't know if you've seen that in a lot of the mm -hmm. Instagram posts and that. So within the soul group, there's 144,000 souls. So there's 72,000 women and 72,000 men. And if you imagine that the women are standing inside the ring facing out and the men are standing outside facing in. So your true twin flame is directly opposite you, that mirror image. But either side are these other two people who can have similar energies, similar characteristics, who you may come across first in order to allow yourself to release those fears of rejection and abandonment and for them to trigger you a lot like I got triggered so much by this first guy I was so angry at him constantly <laughs> I relate <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so yeah there was a lot of anger and it wasn't necessarily directed at him but it was anger about past relationships that had you know other men it was stuff about like ancestral stuff there was stuff came up for me about Lemuria after meeting him and all of this I feel is the catalyst one is to help you to further deepen your healing that you have to do that's really hidden within and address it and allow it to come out and then once you've done all our work and you've got yourself back to that space of self-love, like really unconditional love for yourself. That's then when the universe is like, right, now you've done the work, here's your true twin flame. And it's like, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So interestingly, we're, we're, I mean, it won't come as a surprise, like we're, we're in the same soul tribe or, or soul mates as yeah. friends or whatever, yeah. because I've gone through the exact same realizations and people coming forth since earlier this month when we really? recorded the video. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's interesting. The, um, yeah, it was definitely my ego that didn't want to except or that because I've been pushed and pushed to talk about twin flames publicly that then I would be a liar or a fraud or and so I had to overcome that ego stuff and actually um come to a place of unconditional love and forgiveness for this person because what an important job they had on my spiritual journey and I probably had for them on their spiritual journey um, and so I'm just totally in a place of neutrality and unconditional love for them. Um, and then this other person just appeared and, um, it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. But, and I think the importance in that is a lot of times the ego wants to make the false twin or the catalyst twin, um, the bad guy mm -hmm. really, they have a really big job and you should be grateful for them. I feel oh, get definitely. to a place of gratitude for them. Um, yeah for no, I, waking me up because yeah. I was yeah I was hiding a lot of stuff and yeah. um yeah so I don't think it's a negative necessarily no and um, I, I agree with you I think you know when when you get to that place like I said of, of gratitude for that person for teaching you those lessons you know and being able to actually express that and say you know I truly appreciate the lessons that you have taught me you know which have now led me to this space where I've found this beautiful soul and you know I know that me and him are meant to work together and to be together like you said you know it's it's part of your journey and 
I agree, you know, the whole ego thing. I'm like, because I even wrote about twin flames in my book, you know, and I was like, sort of shared a bit about sort of like my experience. And, you know, I remember writing, I think at the at the end of that chapter, I was like, so what happens next? I was like, well, I don't know, because, you know, I don't know what this journey involves. But mm-hmm. my feeling was that as we needed to be aware of what that concept was to bring that sort of language in because until like I remember finding a few articles about twin flames back in 2019 but it feels as if like the amount of information that's out there now has just escalated just since then do you feel that oh I totally feel that yeah (laughs) Is, is there some big misconception that you see all the time I mean I see them all the time um is there something that just really like Okay, here's my platform. Um, so what is some big misconception you see all the time that you would love people to um, stop buying into as truth when it's not? Is there something there? In terms of twin flames? In terms of twin flames. So for me, it's like being a twin flame is not a goal. It's not something that you can achieve. It's something that is either there for you in this lifetime or it's not. So I think for me, that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions um, is that it's something that's there for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I do, I, my feeling is that this particular relationship is, I don't want to say it's on a different, it's different if you like. It's like, for me, I was asking about, you know, why twin flames meet and what I was given was that it's like having a relationship with that person is different to how we've been taught to have relationships in the past so it's about creating foundations and not just jumping in you know to the whole physical aspect and going right you know this is it and we're going to get married and we're going to have babies and we're going to do this and it's about being there for each other and and for spiritual growth as well as for the bigger picture. So what I've noticed with a lot of Twin Flames is that they have really big visions for humanity and for the collective. And it's, I feel like both both the Twin Flames need to be in a particular alignment in order to be able to do that going forward without allowing, I mean, stuff will still come up, do you know what I mean? But it's like, that's what comes first that's my personal feeling for the twin flames it's not so much the right we're going to do the whole romance and it's not just the physical aspect it's like right what is it that we can co-create together to make this world a better place I sound a little bit like Michael Jackson I'm sure he sings a song (laughs) (laughs) I love Michael Jackson that works yeah and and I I agree with you 100% on all of that absolutely I've interestingly had several people that um have shown up that look like the original catalyst and very deep, highly intense. And I'm like, oh, is this my twin flame? And then I had to work through some stuff realizing, oh, there was some karma here. I had to clear and then met someone else. Um, And I've heard that that's actually not that common, that sometimes there's multiples. It depends on what you sign up for. So although there's some steps that, that, kind of mimic in twin flame connections. Mm-hmm. I, I really promote people to, for one, 
get rid of all of their ego thoughts on on what love and relationship is. Yeah. Like once you get rid of that, it it helps a lot. And and to um don't compare your journey to anyone else's because exactly yeah. everyone's different and some people don't even have the catalyst twin flame you know because right. they've managed to work through all that stuff themselves and they can <laughs> meet the twin flame without having to have to have gone through the whole catalyst twin flame <laughs> yeah yeah and really there's so um i got to a point a few months ago of kind of giving up all the questioning i'm just mm -hmm. like all right, just let things develop. And I'm trying to just stay in the present moment. I asked for someone to build a business with and stuff. And now I have a new masculine uh, business partner and we have similar visions. And right now that's great. And we'll just, you know, I, I don't know. Um, the more that I claim to know, you know, the ego claims to know, the more I get in trouble. So I'm <laughs> I'm on an adventure that seems to be a better place to yeah. be yeah, yeah in the flow and definitely yeah. and I think that's the way of looking at it is rather than you know and I remember like the Pleiadians saying to me once they're like oh you humans love your labels so that's why we've got these words for different things but they're like you know actually if you if you feel into your energy and feel how your energy aligns with that person you know and surrendering and like you said it's an adventure or journey you know rather than going right so we're going to meet and then in 10 years we're still going to be together and then in 15 years you know it's like you need to scrap all that and just be like right how do I feel now about this person how do I feel today about this person are we energetically aligned you know is this a day that we're going to work together is this a day that we're just going to be with each other you know and asking having that like honest communication as well is a massive thing I feel for love and relationships going forward. That's huge. That's so huge. And I love that you brought up about the energy. That's like, it's all about energy. I wish people would learn that. Like I've been trying to like hammer that into people and they're like, no, I want to get married. No, I want to. And, and I have this thing in me. It's like, I'm at a place where, uh, no, I have to build. Like I have to get fully a hundred hundred million times into my soul mission right now like I like and that is what's driving me it's yeah I, I'm not even focusing on finding a relationship or whatever of a romantic nature I just want to build with somebody and get my message out to the world and I've noticed that a lot of us are uh, you too I think <laughs> did I see you're working on something with somebody yeah retreat so or something I would yeah. love to hear about it so, um, so yeah, I've re it's, it's funny, I've recently been introduced to plant medicine. Okay, so I am, um, I shared a blog, which was about my mushroom experience. And the first thing that I recognized was because I'm very honest, and you know, if something comes across my path, then if it feels right, then, you know, I'm open to trying. And I shared this blog, and the number of people who privately messaged me because they didn't want to share their experience, because there was shame around the fact that it's like legal, and it's a drug, etc. But the number of people who were like, I'd love to know more about what you're doing. And so basically, yes, yeah, so I'm collaborating and I've created well, I'm in the middle of creating a, a membership community for people, which is going to be called Shroom Love. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and like just a really like a really beautiful space where people can come and share their experiences mm -hmm. and be able to get that support as well, rather than 
you know, just going and, and taking them by themselves and being like, well, I've had these visions or this has come up and not then knowing what to do with it. So the idea is that this community will be a space where there's an opportunity to have like weekly check-ins and being like, you know, how are you feeling? Where are you at? What's coming up, etc. cetera. Um, and then optional is obviously having like one-to-one sessions with myself. Um, but yeah, just creating like a beautiful space where people can really explore, you know, these plant medicines. And, you know, something came up as well for me this week, another revelation. There's so many at the minute, Arabella. I don't know if you'll find this. But just... <laughs> Proceed. Keep sharing. I want to know. Yeah, I was, so I was, I've been reading this beautiful book about psychedelics and the feminine. And, you know, the work that I do or have been doing is very shamanic, but it's all been self-taught. And, I've had this thing about not being able to call myself a shaman for the, like the last probably 12 months. And I'm like, I can't call myself a shaman. I haven't been a Peru. You know, I haven't been trained, but my native American guide has been giving me all this information. And I was reading this chapter in the book saying that traditionally women were the shamans within the, the tribes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to call myself it. I'm like the Geordie shaman. And I'm just going to put, even though I don't like labels, do you know what I mean? I was like, I know in my heart that that's what I'm doing. And that's very much, I feel like the plant medicine bit is the next stage in my spiritual journey and evolution. And I want to be able to share that. So I'm I'm going like trying different things myself to experience it. So then I can Mm. hold space for others to then allow them to sort of work with it as well. I am so proud of you. Congratulations. Ah, Thank you. And that actually like fully aligns with all the downloads I've been getting the last few months, because we're, we're, we're here to not just keep doing what everyone else is already doing. We're here to like reinvent the wheel or do things differently or bring something completely new and different to the world. And that's exactly what you're doing. I'm, I'm yay. (laughs) <laughs> good for you Thank perfect you. example you guys <laughs> pay attention to what Lindsay's doing <laughs> that's yeah. it. well is the divine feminine specifically like yeah yeah uh, but it's only after meeting my twin flame and again you know the story how me and him met was I had messaged him um about 13 months ago so he was working as a manager of this cafe um or this restaurant and there was a guy that I really wanted to interview who was going to be DJ in there um and this DJ this particular DJ was speaking out against the mainstream music scene and you know everything that was going on and how people were mistreated etc and he was speaking his truth which I'm massively you know advocate of so We'd, we'd maybe message twice I was like look I really want to come and interview this guy you know can I come and speak with him and um, my twin flame guy was like yeah yeah that's fine Lindsay you know you can come and speak to him and then we didn't have any more contact until middle of February and he just reached out and he went um can I message you about like this business opportunity and I was like yeah of course you can and then it was just like these bouncing of ideas off each other and then these things just grown and yeah, I'm not conventional in terms of business. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to stick to the rules, but right. it's like, it feels that's something that's needed. And I just happened to share on a Facebook group. I said, oh, I'm thinking of starting these circles, you know, and I've, I've had 25 women who've messaged me who are like, you know, I'd be really interested in joining. And I'm like, I've, I've only got the idea at the minute. It's just a concept, but yeah. obviously there's like a need for it. So fantastic. Yeah. Wow. 
I'm excited. Yay. I'm excited <laughs> for you. I'm excited you. for you. Um, so I told you before we started recording that, um, and I'm not sure why. I know some people talk about the soul babies and, and all of that. And I've been told repeatedly, no, that's not your thing. And it might be because I'm in menopause. I'll admit it. I'm 55. I went through menopause um, almost two years ago fully. So um, do you have information about soul babies? Because I'm told you might have some for our viewers. Yeah, so I do know a little bit of information on these. Um, so I've had experience where, and this happened only recently, this was probably about six weeks ago. Um, I was lying in bed and I think like I had a bit of a pain in my shoulder or something. And I just heard this voice and it sounds a bit weird, but bear with this voice just said, oh, can I touch you? And instinctively, I just said, yeah. And I just felt like these hands on my shoulders and the pain sort of just dissipated. And later on that day, I was like, who was that? And what I was told was that it was a future child of mine who had seen that I was in pain and had come back to help heal the pain in my shoulder. Um, and so for me, you know, so I had um, I had an abortion back in 2018, I think it was, 2019, I can't remember exactly the date. Um, and my baby was only um, six weeks old when I'd made the decision that I couldn't um, have him. I knew, mm -hmm. I knew in my mind it was a boy and I'd already knew his name and everything. And then I went to see a medium about a week later and this medium said, oh, this child will be coming back into your life. Um, and so, yeah, so I feel as if, you know, there are, you know, when we, when either people miscarry or when they choose to have their abortions, it's like, and it sounds a bit crass and I really don't mean it to be, but that baby wasn't meant to be here at that time. Yeah. So it's not the person's fault, you know, for that, for the miscarriage or for the abortion. It's nothing they've done wrong. It was that that baby was not meant to be born at that time. So it's like the baby goes back and then when the right time is, comes back in again. So that's sort of my feeling. And like, I do feel like this baby will come back um, going forward at some point. So I don't think I'm menopausal yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I do believe, you know, they're all like, and I, like, it's funny because I remember when my daughter was quite little um, and she talked about like how she chose me. Um, and she said, you know, she said, how did she explain again? She said that basically she was up there um, or wherever they are. And she said, oh, I told I told the man that I wanted you to be my mummy. And he said that that was OK. You could be my mummy. And I was like, oh, thank you, lovely. Aww. And yeah, we like I was given a healing one night. And me and her had had a past life together as well, where we were both in Auschwitz and um, I was her mum then. But because she was only little, she was maybe four or five, we were, I could see us basically walking through the gates and she was taken off me and led to the chimneys. Um, so we couldn't be mother and daughter in that lifetime. So I feel like she then went and then she came back as well um, to be my daughter again this time. So, Wow. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that because I, I understand all of what you're talking about, but yeah. the ego doesn't like it. 
but I think that that's what we're here to talk about stuff that the ego doesn't like. So, um, yeah. So my daughter, I, I got pregnant when I was 18, <laughs> right out of high school. And um, we have been sisters multiple times in lives. And because I was so young, my mother actually had a maternal uh, connection with my daughter. Oh, wow. and, and luckily my daughter and I are, uh, we've always just felt like sisters. Yeah. But my, and I knew my duty was to bring her here, to birth her. Um, cause my, my own mother had had some problems with conception and different things and stuff. Um, but like when we can realize that everything is a soul contract and, you know, we're just the birthers of bringing <laughs> yeah. the non-seen into the scene. Um, some people do in their ego, take it as being crass or whatever, but it all serves a purpose. I then lost um, a baby after her, oh. which, uh, you know, I had a miscarriage a couple of months in and my husband that I was married to, it was, you have to respect how the universe works. Mm. He was in the Navy in the middle of the Indian ocean on an aircraft carrier having a vasectomy the same day that I had the miscarriage. I was in the United States and California across the world. Wow. So we never had any more children. But then after the divorce, a few years ago, I met this child who I was a nanny for, and it was as though she was my child. Wow. And would have been born around the time that, um, oh, wow. Not, not the year, but like the, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the same kind of astrological sign and everything. So I kind of took it as a gift and I got to mother her for a few, few years and yeah. build that connection. And, but um, there's so many things that are going on that we can't see through here. So when you yeah. stop that, especially if you're, you know, and I learned all that, all this came awake from meeting my, my twin, whether he's a catalyst or I don't even know, like at this point, I don't know. And I don't care. I just know that I've learned what I needed to learn. Um, so, and it's interesting, your story actually mimics some other people like with losing babies or having abortions or whatever, like, um, as a divine feminine, we are pushed and pushed into dealing with all of these, um, horrific things, usually alone while we're, we're doing them. And, um, I guess like, I know that it's part of the path. Mm. Um, I was interviewing Abby Merritt, like, I think last week and, um, and we were talking about this, how not having the twin or whoever we consider the twin and we're going through big things has made us stronger. Do you have any like thoughts about that? How it's affected you and in your relationship with yourself? And yeah, I think um, for me, it's been a massive lesson in like independence and, you know, like really learning how to like, and it sounds, like not only how to look after myself and self-care but you know when situations have arisen through that various challenges it's like okay how can I nurture myself and how can I sort of respond to myself in a way that if I don't like if there's no one around 
knowing that whatever reaction I'm having, whether it's like anger or sadness or grief or whatever, it's like, I don't need to rely on another person for them to provide it for me. It's like, I know that I have the tools that I need within me to deal with any situation or crisis that comes along. And it feels as if like the person that I'm going to be with, like is complimentary to me and myself to them as well. So they're in a space where they know who they are and I know who I am. And it's like, you can be together, but not have those codependent relationships, which I think many of us have either had before or maybe become accustomed to. So it's like, how can you be together, but also remain independent and still do things you enjoy? You know, and I did this with my ex-husband. I just got so lost in what he wanted to do and in his passions and everything else. And by the, like, when it came to the divorce, I remember leaving, I was like, who am I? What do I like doing? What do I like to eat? You know, just really simple things. Same. But I Same yeah, I just, yeah. I, I didn't even, I had no idea who I was because I'd allowed myself to just get so swept up in that person's life that I was dishonoring myself because I didn't know. Whereas from meeting sort of the catalyst guy, it's like, I know what I like to do. I know what I don't like to do. I can set my boundaries, you know, I know what I like to eat. I know what I enjoy. I know what's going to make me happy. I know what's going to come for me. And when you know yourself so well and so intimately and you've done all that reflection and journaling and everything else, it makes it so much easier to then communicate to someone else and say, look, you know, when I'm feeling this, this is what I need. Yeah. Oh, whether yeah. it's a home or whether it's a cup of tea or whatever it is. Um, and I, yeah, so I feel like it's that knowing yourself so well that when someone else comes along, you'll, you stay true to yourself and your beliefs and your passions and your vision, but also being able to share it with that other person and doing that work together to make it even more, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it totally does. And it's like, you're telling my story. <laughs> <laughs> I curse, yes, yes, yes. And yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, when I do readings, it, it's interesting that <laughs> there's a similar theme there where really almost every single one okay 90 percent of the women that are that you know i'm doing a reading for like you wouldn't be in there <laughs> you're in the 10 percent, but the 90 percent like are still so lost in someone else mm. when you get unlost in someone else and trust me i've spent my whole life being lost in someone mm. else or even when I was married, I would make emotional connections with other men and get lost and get lost and get lost. So I, I, I understand what you're saying about, I had no idea who I was. And I've literally spent the last seven years just focused on me. Mm. And it's, um, I even went a long time period in there where I wouldn't talk to guys. Like there's always guys that are trying to on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't give them the time of day. And I'm just now starting to talk to them because I'm at a place of balance. Yeah. Harmony in myself and knowing who I am instead of being in that old norm. Mm. Of, and as an empath, man, I can just totally get lost in you. I can yeah. be 
I can become you. Yeah. <laughs> like that's easy. The spiritual journey puts us in the situation so we can practice shifting into the other energy of I can share time with you, but I'm going to be me. Yeah. That's what I've discovered recently. And yeah. it feels way better than drowning and being lost in someone else. I mean, yeah. to me anyways. No, I agree. And it's like you said, it's about, because that's very much how I felt, you know, to, that in, in that divorce bit, it was like, I felt lost, confused, unsupported, didn't know who I was. And I suppose like the journey to become an unlost is like, it's actually quite awesome because you do start to do things and you're like, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and you stop people pleasing you know like I was I don't know about you but I was a massive people pleaser and I would just <laughs> me oh, yes all the time yeah. yeah and just go along with every, what everyone else and it's like I didn't have my own life I was living everyone else's through them um yeah. and you know as soon as I guess stepped away from that and started making my decisions for me it's like my life became more fun and it was more enjoyable because I was doing things that I wanted to do and not that someone like there was no one questioning either going are you sure you want to do that I was like I know in my heart that this is what I want to do so I'm going to do it so like I did a skydive I did a naked photo shoot you know I stood on a stage and spoke in front of 700 people and it, it was all stuff I wanted to do so I did right. it and it's that feeling of self-achievement as well afterwards. Like, even if you don't have anyone there going, I'm so proud of your lens, you know, being able to tell yourself, oh my God, I'm so proud of myself. Mm -hmm. So you're not needing external validation for another person to appreciate oh your own self-worth. <laughs> right. And it actually seems kind of silly in retrospect talking about it. Mm. I think for me, one of the biggest hurdles was continually having guilt about putting my needs first yes <laughs> or giving my true opinion to not because I've always been one where there'd be a group and I would be the odd man out and have a different opinion and everyone else would just agree with each other yeah. and so I would just shut down and not say anything mm -hmm. but I was by doing that the only way I can label it <laughs> is to it was like I was keeping myself in my own prison in the yeah. in the cage yeah. or whatever like I was the whole key to my freedom by speaking my truth so yeah. but yeah, yeah you don't realize at the time you know you think oh because for me I used to like I was like oh I can't see anything because I don't want the conflict but right. what I've actually found is that the more that I've spoken my truth the less conflict there actually has been yes, so <laughs> yes. I've learned the same yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I was always terrified of conflict. So I'll just be quiet. I won't say anything. But exactly. then I was having an inner battle in me all the time. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, when you love yourself, you realize, oh, I don't have to do that. Exactly. And you can, and it's not about, you know, like when I say about speaking your truth, some people are like, um, oh, you know, it hurts other people or, and it's never like, the words that I always speak when I do speak my truth are always they always come from my heart and it's from a place of love and I wouldn't like I never say anything that would intentionally hurt somebody you know or to cause them pain or harm but like if someone says how do you feel about this then I ask myself like and, and it's very rare that I respond straight away unless I already know in my heart what I'm going to say so 
if it is a difficult or challenging conversation, then generally I just take a minute to sort of ask within and go, right, what words can I use with this person which are going to like help them and support them but come from that place of love rather than from your head as well? Because sometimes your mind goes, right, this is what you need to say, but it's not the best thing to say. <laughs> and sometimes, so I've discovered, again, I resonate with all of that. I'm, yeah. Um, that sometimes it is what they need to hear. <laughs> like I will sit on stuff for two or three weeks sometimes if it's something difficult, but sometimes that is what they need to hear. Yeah. Um, I've also learned that um, because I was that way too, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I, and I think from talking to many of us that are empaths who feel hurt, mm. we know if we hurt somebody or not because yeah. we feel it and we don't ever want to, to, create more pain for somebody. However, um, I had to go through a period of time where I learned that other people are actually responsible for how they receive it. If they're in pain, then that means there's pain within them. Yeah. Um, because for a long time I go around walking on eggshells. Well, I don't, you know, I don't want to say this. I don't want to say that. And sometimes it actually helps them on their journey, even though it is a little ouchy. Yeah. Not that I'm deliberately going to like stab them, but mm. there's that saying, isn't there, that you like we're not responsible for other people's feelings, which I yeah. think as well as a massive thing to to help you along the journey. Because if you say something and you're standing your power and speaking your truth, and that person replies angrily or calls you something or says something it's not because of the thing that you've said, like you said, it's because you've triggered something within them that they like, don't want to hear. It's their trigger. Yeah. Like if they don't have the trigger, or they don't have that emotional button installed still, I can't push it. <laughs> Someone, I was just talking to some guru about that. It, it's like, mm -hmm. we can only push buttons that are there. Exactly. exactly. So um, yeah, interesting. Mm. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, and, it, and some people might be, well, what does this have to do with twin flames? Well, the twin, twin flame to me is, is, um, you know, it's a spiritual journey. It's, it's an elevated spiritual journey yeah. if you have to classify it. So all of this and the things that we've learned and worked through, and we're both divine feminine. So it's definitely everything that we do and say is about twin flames, really. Yeah. But yeah. people forget people and their ego forget that it's like well, what does this have to do with twin flames yeah no the, yeah. The, for me it's definitely been like a process of accelerated learning I would say within my spiritual journey so you know the ego goes right you've gone through your spiritual awakening now that's it you're fine you're healed and then it's like the universe is like nah you've got more shit to deal with Lindsay here you go <laughs> no and, and and twin flames sign up for like the hardest. I mean, it feels hard, like the hardest to ego journey. Yeah. Like once we start every single time I've noticed this, like I've kind of mentally documented every single time I start feeling comfortable, mm. then I have to go through an up leveling again. So some other kind of catalyst is going to come in and kind of push me and push me, but that's what I signed up for. So, um, exactly I was told once but I, like I was meditating one time um and I was told that I didn't come here for comfort or to be comfortable and I was like thanks guys 
So like I know in my heart that like whatever I'm talking about, whatever my vision is, that I'm the only one that can like co-create that, you know, and working with my twin flame to do that. And, you know, I've already said to him, like, we have to be the ones that jump first. You know, I'm not a follower and it's not for me. Like, I remember, like, so, you know, I really want to go off grid and I want to create my own well-being centre and my own community. And mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to go to Glastonbury a couple of years ago. And I stayed with, like, um, it was a small community and I stayed there. And only there for three days. And at the end, the guy said to me, he said, oh, he said, so what do you think, Lindsay? You know, do you feel you'd like to come and live with us? And I said, you know, I said, in my heart, I says, I love the idea of being here. I said, but I know I need to go back and create my own space and my own sort of community. I said, because I said, that's just what I'm being told I need to do. I said, it would, and it would be the easy thing and the easy option and the comfortable option to go and join a community that's already formed, you know, and just yeah. blend in. But that's not me. That's not what I came here for. <laughs> I, under, I get it. I get it. I so get it. So if yeah. someone is watching this and they think they might be a twin flame or they know they're a twin flame, mm-hmm. what is your advice for them if they're just starting out and they're maybe still stuck in the, what is happening? Why can't I get this person out of my mind? Why am I feeling them? Like, what's so your advice? I, my biggest bits of advice. So journal and just write everything down anything that's in your mind about this person you just need to try and get it out of your head so the obsession bit does tend to stay for a little while um but by journaling and really sort of like looking after yourself if you feel angry towards this person or if you're feeling triggered rather than asking it about that specific person it's about going within and going right okay so and I remember doing this exercise once um I was really pissed off because this guy wasn't replying to my text messages and I was like right so what am I feeling I'm feeling rejected right so you're feeling rejected so what's that about why are you feeling rejected and like I went down this process where it was like and like I just kept and kept saying to myself and like what's the worst that can happen you get rejected and he doesn't love you and this and and it was just like I ended up laughing at the end because it was just so ridiculous the reason why I was worried about being rejected when I'm like how can he reject me do you know I mean if I love myself so like wholly and completely then mm-hmm. it doesn't matter does it you know if that person doesn't I don't, don't want to be with you then I'm like okay that's fine I'm quite happy being with me you know so be kind to yourself you know it is challenging and it can feel difficult at times but the long-term goal, if you like, not even goal, but in the long-term, you know, you learn so many valuable lessons and more so than having gone through the awakening, et cetera. It's, it's really, for me, like a journey back to self-love. So then if you are meant to come into union with your twin flame in this lifetime, then you will do. But you have to sometimes go through that really difficulty, uncomfortable bit first. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. I agree. I agree. Do you have any uh, words of wisdom or, or, or just about life in general in 2021? Yeah, or, so it's, yeah. it's interesting because when you were talking about marriage earlier on, when I was going through my divorce as well, I remember reading a book by Sylvia Brown. I don't know if you've heard of her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 
at the very end of it and she's she, I remember I saying you know I'm sure people are going to like really not like this opinion but she said the for the concept of marriage going forward isn't going to be anything like what it has been and a lot of the channeling that I've been doing recently that's come through talks about relationships going forward and what they said is like you've got it backwards they're like rather than diving into the physical bit first and going right I fancy this person I'm attracted to them let's get into bed let's do this do you know what I mean they've said instead of doing it that way really get to know that person first create that really stable foundation based on you know not only like the physical stuff but get to know each other you know talk about what values you want from a relationship you know feel into it and I think if I remember this there's a um over here in the UK there's an advert about meerkats and they use the word simples um and basically when I was channeling what I was told was if you feel energetically aligned and compatible then follow it and if not don't simples <laughs> perfect yeah so I completely and totally agree yeah yeah but I think in, in order to do that, you obviously need to know your own energy first and how you feel before you can then look at like what that feels like with another person. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we often forget the lot of attraction is like attracts like. Exactly. And, and, and I was thinking who I was in 2014 mm. compared to who I am now is like a completely different person. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, completely different energetically. So, and I just feel like there's this, I don't know about you, but you know, again, in terms of labels, at the minute, there's this constant involvement, you know, for many of us. And it's like, we're coming out of being one person, then going into someone else. So trying to say, all right, well, I'm this or I'm that, it's going to change. So it's just really surrendering massively at the minute into this year and just following your heart rather than your head. I feel we'll have more um, benefits, if you like. All righty. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're more than welcome. Oh thank my you gosh. So I really appreciate it. I just love how our joy energy bounces off each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It's wonderful. Um, and I will put all of your links below so that everyone can follow Lindsay. And she's got a lot of great daily posts. I know I, that I follow her on Instagram, particularly there. And you're also on Facebook, right? Yes. Yeah. Still at the yeah. minute. I'm, I'm trying to depart and trying to energetically yeah. move away gradually. But yeah, I'm on Facebook at the minute still as well. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. If you are on Spotify or watching here on YouTube, and I have a bunch of other guests lined up all the way through May right now, plus some new projects, but I can't tell you guys about them quite yet, but I am working on some stuff that will be revealed in springtime. And again, thank you to Lindsay Banks, Intuitive and Chandler for your beautiful time and energy and knowledge for twin flames, divine feminines, particularly. I'm extremely grateful for you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Arabella. Thank you. Thank you. Let me stop recording. Maybe. Thanks for listening, lovers. This has been a Black 
White Production. Copyright 2021. All information is for entertainment purposes only. Please see the links below to get in touch with. This is Arabella. Until next time. Thank you.